When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when we sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Rudo, AJ, and Blaze coming at you live as... I mean, there's no other way to put it. The Avs just got bopped in this hockey game. It was not close. The Avs did not play well in any facet of the hockey game. And Boston kind of just dunked on them. Uh, it's not a complicated process here. And I, I don't Do we all feel like the Avs were due for a game like this? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about, like, hey, they have not played, like, they played plenty of close games against bad teams where you could tell that they were kind of managing it a little bit. Yep. Uh, And then they were due to have a poorish effort against a good team. They did that. Like, the the loss to Dallas was, they got goalied. Yeah, they smoked that team in process like, like you can't yeah. you can't complain about the process in the loss against dallas last week but you could be mad about everything today they didn't they there was bad officiating that i think played a role in how the game played out there was uh the the abs just played like shit boston capitalized on some funny opportunities that literally bounced in off of everything like like anything. they got there was a lot of puck luck uh for for the bruins today but like more than anything like the abs the abs just got punched in the mouth like they just got beat by a good team and that was due yeah. to happen like they had they had we had seen them ride the roller coaster of against good teams they get up they beat them and then they go back to playing down to a to a poor opponent i don't have the numbers in front of me, but has there been another game this year that the Avs gave up 45 shots? Probably. I'm, uh, I'm imagining the Toronto game, maybe, but... Yeah, like... I, I, there are going to be some that... There were going to be some that are close. Sure, you get you know, some I'm actually, um, stuff at the end of games. But I'm looking at their game log right now. I will literally just look. There you go. You can tell us in a second here, but... It, look, this game in a vacuum... No. Know, 40... They 43 was the next highest against the Blackhawks. So arguably their worst process game, at least when it comes to possession of the season. Um, Yeah. And for this game itself, by itself, there's nothing you can say that you're happy with from Colorado. You're like, yep, that was play was terrible. It's not good enough. I don't think there's any doubt in anyone's mind, but also. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Process-wise, this game is in the same category as the Kings game, where the Avs got thoroughly outplayed and Darcy Kemper stole a win. Yep. 
uh, the Caps game at the beginning of the year. Remember that game where they where, just got dunked on? Yeah, they just got rocked. The Maple Leafs game, the eight to three game. Yep. Uh, the Panthers game in Florida, and the Predators game where they in, in Nashville <laughs> with the fifteen-ish players, <laughs> the half of whom were Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that that gives you an idea of just how how bad this was. Well, I think you bring up a good point there too, though. AJ is this happens to every team a handful of times a year, where you show up to a game and your team just doesn't have it. And, and it was very clear. I think pretty much everyone not named Nathan McKinnon didn't really have it tonight on the ads. No one came particularly close, but I. I am curious, Blaze. Outside of McKinnon, are you taking any positives out of this game? Not really. I mean, and a lot of it started in the defensive zone, right? Like, they did not look good at all down there. And when your top defensive line is struggling like they did today, um, you know, that kind of – that that's hard to do anything with because, you know, they're the ones that are generating the start of plays – and when you're getting trapped down in the defensive zone, and I'm not just putting this on the D, I'm putting on the whole team. Like when you're not getting pucks out that should be getting out of the zone, it's hard to win a game because the other team is just going to get some weird chances. People are going to be out of position because you're expecting that puck to come out of the zone. And that's what you saw today. I mean, it, it, the Avs or rather Boston's first goal of the game sums it up. Sam Gerrard, clean possession of the puck, doesn't get it out. Logan O'Connor, yeah. clean possession of the puck, doesn't get it out. Kale McCarr has a pass right to his stick that somehow skips over it and off into the corner, leads to an awkward situation where he doesn't get it out, and then the puck's in the back of your net. It's yeah. it's not complicated to see what the issue is there, <laughs> but <laughs> it, you have to know that the abs need to be better, but you also know that the abs on most nights are better than that. Even if, yeah. yes, puck management has been an issue for them, <laughs> they were firing pizzas all night, or day, <laughs> rather, in this one. So it's not a complicated problem, and it's not a problem that's too hard to fix, in my opinion. But and where do you want to start here, AJ? Do you want to start with the Logan O'Connor conversation? Because it's been two or three weeks now where it feels like, yes, the offense fell off. Okay, fine. That's going to happen to to bottom six players, but you're starting to see some issues crop up in his game. I think particularly in the defensive zone that you need better. Yeah, you need okay. better. The, no, no more complicated. I think I think you just wrote my post game story for me. You need better. It's <laughs> an easy story right there. Yeah, I I mean really like for me, I thought this one started with effort yeah um because you could you could see like i i wasn't really all that surprised that the abs were getting kind of worked uh the first like few minutes of the game sure but they had started to really find their legs mm-hmm. uh when that first penalty got called they had strung together a couple of good shifts you could start to really see that they were playing uh, at least at least closer to the kind of level that they were expecting. 
Sure. And then the phantom, the phantom penalty on Landis Gog, which he did not high stick posture knock. And that stunted all their momentum that they had built off of two good shifts. And then they never got it back. Yeah. Like they, they, they kind of got close. They scored and they made it two one. And then the top line came right back out and Landis Gog had a quality scoring chance on the next shift. Like if he scores right there and it's two to two, maybe this game goes differently. Instead, the wheels came off. But right, but then, but Ooh. then, any time that the top line was not on the ice, everything was bad. Basically. Everything just went to pieces. Yeah, and that included your top pairing. Yep, McCarr particularly and struggled. Yeah, we're not good today, and it was really like four abs really showed up today. Yep, it was Colorado's top line and Darcy Kemper. Yep. And even even with Colorado's top line, they just got outplayed. Like they got they got I, I guess out executed because two correct word two two David Posternock goals and a Patrice Bergeron goal. Like their stars won them the game. Colorado stars didn't. Yep. And it's pretty clear to me that. When you're talking about effort level, I think we're particularly talking about the small details of this hockey game for the abs. They're not, they just weren't doing the little things correct. They're not winning the puck battles or the races or making that one small play to get yourself out of sometimes bad situations. And Boston obviously was. It's when you have a game as straightforward as this one, the problems are usually pretty obvious. So it's it's not a complicated process, but it's also one where, yes, I'm sure the Avs will take this film, go look at the defensive zone in particular, and be like, here's 40 things that you just can't do. But at the same time, almost no stock being put into this on the bigger picture. Yes, you're not taking anything out of this game long term. No, I in the Avs the Avs have lost so few games the last few months that every loss feels again, we're at the point where it's like you win, they, they win five games in a row and the, the it's still like, it doesn't matter until the postseason. but yep. then they lose a game and it's like, see, they can't beat good teams or see, they can't beat physical teams. I mean, we saw it. They, they lost to the stars last week after shutting them out in Dallas and Rudo, what was the response that we got after the stars loss? Yeah. They can't oh, beat they, Dallas. They can't beat teams that are hard, heavy, physical. Yeah, right. Sure. They can't beat. They can't beat four-checking teams. I saw somebody tweet at you today. Yep, today that this that 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 this was a, a harbinger of things to come, and that the Avs weren't going to be able to get out of the second round again. <laughs> Fam, they beat Tampa every loss is like this and now. Vegas in the last ten days. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's being spoiled. It's being spoiled like, right now. It's, it's I mean, the, that's the problem. Right. Like it's to the point where it's to the point where like, oh, they've lost games to good teams. Therefore, yeah. they're not good. And it's like, okay, but then why are they on top of the NHL? I, like, why are they why are they what are they like eleven points ahead of second place in the West? Yeah, it's it's uh, they literally 
beat Boston less than a month ago. It's not right. like they can't even beat Boston. <laughs> like, the only team that you could say they can't beat this year is Columbus, I guess. Yeah, Columbus <laughs> is the only team that swept that so far swept them. So, I don't know. Is Columbus elite secretly? I guess. I mean, they are. They just beat Buffalo what, like five to two yesterday. So well, they absolutely beat them five to three. Call it a day. Um, I I really don't understand. Even if you are a believer that you can't transfer what the Avs are doing in this regular season to the playoffs. I don't know how you can make a judgment and say that this is a second round exit team in the middle of February. Like, yeah. honestly, I, who do they lose to and how does it go? I always say like how it happens is, 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 is also very important how it unfolds. Yep. Like that, because you, you say, I mean, I say that, but also like the get full power Vegas in round two and it goes seven games. Yeah. Whatever. You look at, you look at, yeah. you look at the, I say it matters, but does it really? Because you look at the way that they're, they get to the second round in a year that they were in eighth seed at the time was considered a big victory and everybody was happy about it. And it's now weaponized against them. It's held against them. Yeah. They get to, they get to the second round and they lose to a Dallas team while they're playing Michael freaking Hutchinson for the last half of a series and it gets weaponized against them. It's really like they lost to Vegas who they tied for with the president's trophy. Yep. Like, are we feeling the same way? If, if Florida loses in the second round to Tampa Bay or to Toronto, is Andrew Burnett in trouble? That happens. Are you blowing up the Panthers? They might owe uh, they might owe Blaze a stake if they do that. But. So, like I'm saying, like I'm I'm yeah. asking, like like this this like conversation that that exists around the team, and it's the second round, like it's some big evil. Like, aren't they one of? I think they're one of only two teams that that have even made the second round all three years. Yep, Tampa Bay's not even on that list because they got swept one of those years. It was them in the aisles, right? Yes. Yep. Of all so. teams. So, and it, it's like, how many, do you think, do you think a Sabres fan wouldn't straight cut a motherfucker to get to the second <laughs> round right now? Well, here's, here's the conversation I would ask to anyone who's saying the abs are a second round exit and they need to make X, Y, and Z change. Who's out there right now that makes the abs a better hockey team? Certainly in the staff department, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone. On the player list, well, that's a conversation we'll have over the next three weeks with the trade deadline. But (laughs) even that list, even the list of players the Evs should be interested in at the trade deadline is not that long. There's not a lot of players that you're looking at and going, this player makes the Evs significantly better. So I think it's difficult to look at personnel and say that random person can make this team that much better outside of obviously a Claude Giroux, obviously a Joe Pavelski, 
again, we'll get into this over the next couple of weeks, but yeah, like like top hundred players in the NHL yeah, make right. the team better. Like, like... shocking. <laughs> players make every team. Let me go out better. on a limb here. Yeah. <laughs> well, even even this one, like if you weren't gonna root for Colorado, then who's the other team that you're rooting for to win the Stanley Cup if the Avs don't have it, right? Like who's that other team in the league right now that you know for sure that are going to make the cup final? I mean, certainly out of the West. I don't know how you can say any other team than maybe Vegas. Every other team in the West, I don't know how you make that argument for. And I get it. Playoffs are a completely different animal. Deal with that when you get there. But... Fam, you got to watch Scott Mayfield play sometime. <laughs> he's bad. Yeah, especially if you think he's going to fit in Colorado. you got to watch him. <laughs> Look, you don't need to be able to skate to play here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's true. I watched Curtis McDermott fall down twice today. <laughs> oh, my God. Stated. Well, not just him. I mean, everyone was falling down, but he was very bad. Yeah. Yeah, that experiment is over. Uh, it's not it's, though, and that's where you're. That's concerned. the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it really should be on defense, but yeah. I mean, I just, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to start scapegoating yeah. Curtis it, McDermott yeah. in a day where clearly not. Well, his no, fault. I mean it wasn't. Yeah. He fell yeah. apart. <laughs> not that. No, obviously, not that we're doing that. I'm just saying, like, it's really yeah. easy to be like. Oh, let's start fucking bombs away on the guys at the bottom of the lineup. On a like, night where <laughs> Kale McCarr couldn't handle the puck, you don't need to be going in on Curtis McDermott. Yeah, and like you talk, you talk like you go and you end up looking at like possession stuff, and you're like, before the game, and we talked about Abe Kubel and how he'd stop taking penalties. Yep, and then he gets called for some bullshit at center ice, like. The first one was not a penalty. Yeah, no, like, that's, that's a man falling it. over, dude. It's it's a cross check in that his stick was on his back. <laughs> his other option was body slamming the guy. Yeah, and so, then the other penalty, yeah. the other penalty was totally a penalty, and it was like okay, game was over then. Yeah, and it was it was not a big deal. But you're like you you do need a little bit more from that. But also, this was a game where. Look, you, the Avs have gotten away with elevating Jack Johnson in role, and, and that dude got smoked. Right, tonight. Jack Ooh. Jack Johnson got <laughs> cratered. Yep, cratered today. And that's where that's where you talk about the the, the high end and the low end of your lineup. There. Yep. Look, I really liked Colorado's top line. I they just they just didn't get it done. Fair enough. Like they they didn't score a single goal at even strength and. The, Boston's Boston's top guys got three. Yep. And that's like their best players scored and your best players didn't score. And that's really like, that's it. Like that's, that's the thing. Okay. Like that's that you can easily write the story of this game. Best players versus best players and stop there. There was more to it. I, I liked Colorado's top line, but like they just got, they just got beat today. And that's, When you're talking, when you're talking about a, a line with two guys like Pasternak and, and Bergeron, it's okay. My favorite phrase as of late is, "Games like this are why they play a seven-game series in the playoffs." Yeah, because sometimes you just get bopped. Yeah. They, game one of round two last year, where the Avs just straight bopped Vegas, had no long-term lasting effects on the entire series. It was a it was a one-off game. So any one-off game, anything can happen. I do want to chop up the first line a little bit more, but 
If you need to take a load off after that game, I don't blame you. So maybe head on over to Light Shade and instead of being low about the hockey game, get high. Uh, they got every CBD and THC thing you could possibly imagine over there. Boy. You can get 25% off with code DNVR. You can check out online for pickup at one of their 10 locations in Denver in a little over a week. March 1st is still still over a week away. They'll have 11 locations. So check out that. They have a bunch of different stuff. If you're looking for CBD topicals, Escape Artist can be the stuff for you. They have stuff ranging from 1 to 1 ratio all the way up to 20 to 1 if you need the hard-hitting stuff. Super easy to use. Super awesome as well if you haven't checked that stuff out. It's great for aches and pains that you might have. Of course, available at Lightshade with the great deal. Go check them out today uh, and use that DNVR code to check out to get your 25% off. And then take care of your teeth with Green Mountain Dental Group. You can get a cleaning x-ray and exam with them and get a free Sonicare toothbrush just for getting your teeth checked out, making sure you're good to go and healthy. And then it takes a lot less work to get out and taken care of at home with the electronic toothbrush. Pretty much does the work for you. So get on over there. Check out Green Mountain Dental Group. Little birdie told me uh, the Nuggets are going to be doing another party bus sometimes soon. So keep your eyes peeled for that. I know it was a big hit last time. They're going to run another one. Everyone has a ton of fun on those types of things. Somewhere down the line, the Avs are probably going to do one too. But we're not the quite there yet. We're still uh, we're still working out the exact details. Keep your eyes posted. That's all I'm saying. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's get to the Avs king of the game here because it is going to be Nathan McKinnon. Uh, obviously, he scores the Avs only goal. So. <laughs> so this is this is the thing about the king of the game is that we're not allowed to give it to players on the opposing yeah. team. Absolutely would be giving it to like Pasternak or yeah. Sway. Otherwise, we could have yeah. given a couple of them away to, to other players, especially lately. Yeah. But uh, we had to pick somebody, and it's hard to go with Darcy Kemper again when he gives up five goals. Even though yeah. I think he played better, he played far better than those numbers will. I, I would will agree, but I think McKinnon is an especially interesting topic. He has seven shots on goal. The yeah. rest of the ads forwards in this game ended up with 10. <laughs> he nearly by himself shot, outshot the rest of the ads forwards. When you take away the top line, when you take away Landy, it's uh, Landy and Miko. McKinnon had seven shots. The Avs non-first line forwards had six. Yeah, they also got beat up. Um, they gave up of a, as a line. They gave up more high danger chances than anybody. Um, they their expected goals is not good. Yeah. Um, that it was, and this is kind of why I was tweeting about it the way that I was, where it was like, look, their best players just are getting beat. And it was like, yeah, they had some jump. Yeah, they were the only line that was doing literally anything offensively. But they gave it all back defensively. Yeah. I, was the, it was the Leon Dreisaitl conundrum. You're, How valuable is what you create when you give it all away defensively? You're picking a, a king of the empire of shit in this one. I don't think there's any doubt <laughs> about that. Uh, but you're looking around the line and you're going, all right, the second line got completely their heads kicked in. Well, and the second line was so bad that they just they they all they ended up on different them. lines. Yeah, they stopped using yeah. it straight up. So it, it's hard to look at any of the lines on the forward side, certainly, and say the Abs had a successful day. Obviously, yeah. the score reflects that. Honestly, but. this is as poorly as I can remember Kadri playing in a, in a while. Like yep. even when he went red mist a couple weeks ago, he played really well. Yep. 
Um, this he was just a total no show today. He didn't do anything. I know a lot of people are like Berkey, 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 and I didn't think that Burakovsky was very good today. But Nachushkin also not very good today. Very very quiet. I mean, you want to talk about a guy that should be thriving in a physical, high effort game, a guy that should always be standing out for you. It's that guy. That's where he makes his yeah. money. Yeah, I. You have a, a number of those guys that I think you're asking for, especially in a game like this, to give you more. We already mentioned Logan O'Connor, Val Nachushkin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alex Newhook was on the ice at 5v5 today, 11 shots against, one shot for. Actual on goal. That's the Corsi that's numbers. Real bad. The Corsi numbers were nowhere near as bad. But, but still. Ele- what actually got through on net. 11 shots against and one four. Like, that's not nearly good enough, man. He needs to play better than that. Yep. And this, it, it just up and down the lineup. That was kind of the thing is that they all just sort of no showed today. And the one line that didn't came with Still a huge caveat caved in defensively. Yeah, yeah. that they played like <laughs> shit on defense. Yeah. And, and you, like, when... look, you can get away with playing like shit defensively if you're a top line, if you're, if you're pouring it in on, on offense. They didn't score at all. Yep. Eddie they scored one power play goal. And that was yeah. yeah. It was a sick goal, too. I mean, yep. it was, it was a, well learned. Yeah. They, bumper, they, bumper play. They reversed it, though, on the other side. They put they Mac did. in the middle. Yeah. And he just blew that puck by him as well. Yeah. That, that was, was a that rocket. Was a yeah. For sure. Just a great shot. Yeah. But on the other side, too, like when you give, you know, how many chances do they have just right in the slot? I mean, three of their goals came from basically yeah, the slot end. or lower. And then again, like what, what we talked mm-hmm. about too, was just he bounces, right? One from yeah, like tr- tr- the goal, goal line. Swats a pocket. It goes off of Kemper yeah. and they're like, okay. <laughs> That's the fifth goal. So you really yeah. don't care at all. Yeah. But yeah. like the first goal, Charlie McAvoy makes a bad pass that goes off of a skate and lands on Pasternak, who's coming off the bench. Yep. And it lands on his stick well, like perfectly while he's while he's moving forward. Yeah. He doesn't have to adjust. Like he doesn't have to adjust. He doesn't have to any. It's flat on his, and you're just like Jesus. You can't even give <laughs> him credit for a great pass because it bounced off of a guy. Yeah. He, I, I do agree. Boston had a lot of luck, but as Blaze was saying. I'd, particularly Jack Johnson. I don't want to dunk on anyone too much tonight, but the Avs just decided not to defend the net front area. Oh, dude, total abdication of yep. responsibility. They, they, it, it, it was everybody really. Like yep. it was like Sam Gerrard. This is a really bad Sam Gerrard game. I, I don't know that you can say any defenseman on this team had a good game. Genuinely tonight. Mm. I, I'm struggling. Like I don't I, think I don't think Devon Taves was bad. I don't think he was bad, but for Devon Taves, he was bad. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Given the standard that he's shown, he didn't live up to it. How about that? For any other defenseman, a night like tonight, you're you're living with. Yeah, but and certainly beyond Taves, McCarr terrible. Uh, Gerard yeah. terrible. McDermott, we don't even need to talk about. Jack Johnson, we already know, is terrible. EJ actually got away with a decent amount of stuff tonight, but I don't think I, he played particularly well. I actually didn't have a problem with EJ, but that's like a... For me, EJ was totally neutral in this one. There wasn't there wasn't much good. There wasn't much bad. He was fine. I didn't have a problem with EJ. In a, in a video session, 
I don't know that any Eric Johnson ships are popping up. Probably not. But either way, you can't have, call it four of your six defensemen have a night as low as they did and expect to win a hockey game, let alone the forward core. But it's... I don't think that Bender's post game is going to be all that explosive, you guys. I think that the, the standard... The standard is so high for the abs and it was so far from being met that you don't even get that mad about it. You just walk in and you're just like, oh, you guys are probably all feeling as embarrassed as you should. So let's just pack up our <laughs> shit and get out of here. It's also like Bednar. He's never one to get super fired up about these types of things. He'll, he'll walk in and pretty much tell you, yeah, team didn't play good enough tonight. Moving on. <laughs> the abs have handled their business internally most of the time yeah under bednar yeah i i um yeah i don't think i don't think that his post game talk to the team would have been all that that fiery yep i'm sure there was some yelling but i don't think it would have been like you're not going to dress well, down a team that has yeah, well, been on the run. Who are you yeah. going to point out right like it's just like that was a team loss yeah it, you know and and again, like if you're doing anything with this game, that's going to come later in the film sessions where you're like, yeah. "Yeah, all right, this is a really dumb thing. Don't do this." But yeah, and it's like it's like, look, the again, he's going to walk in and he's going to say, "Look, this this was not Avalanche hockey. We expect better. You have better. We'll get better on Wednesday, Tuesday, yep. Wednesday, Wednesday. Wednesday. It is Monday. It is. Monday. It just feels like Sunday." <laughs> you're just used to working every sunday at this point <laughs> i did get a pretty chill day yesterday i was worried that it wasn't going to be that way but it ended up being pretty chill nice always nice hope the app's got a chill sunday because it wasn't pretty today um, it looked like their chill Sunday carried over. Eh, maybe a little too chill. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the abs know that was the game and not morning skate, right? Yep. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, going through a couple of these other goals really quick, just to just a quick breakdowns. Uh, second goal of the game, Patrice Bergeron, about halfway through the second period. Uh, another another one where you're just like, look at that bounce. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like Taylor Hall slips a puck through the sliding Sam Gerrard. And if you watch that replay in slow-mo it skips off him. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like the tightest little window where you're like, <laughs> dude, that's tough. And then Bergeron totally flubs it. Yep. And the rebound just like, just right back to his right back to his stick. Yep. Uh, so that happens. Uh, is what it is. Jack Johnson gets caught out high, taking a nap on the boards on that one, but abs don't cover the middle of the ice particularly well. Yeah, no. Abs get their power play goal to get back in, and we kind of already talked about. Then Boston quickly adds two more to make it 4-1 and pretty much end the game in the second period. Uh, One from Pasternak, which it comes off a set play off of a face-off, which really was the result of Curtis McDermott icing the puck earlier that put the abs in a bit of a tough spot watching his puck play today it was rough it's rough certainly like he's to his credit he got a lot better from the nightmare he was at the start of the season and there was a, a pretty healthy stretch there where you were like yeah this is fine 
like he's not he's not really he's not really actively doing anything it's not really a big deal right like you're you're he was fine and then you watch some of the stuff that does with the puck today and you're just like god the low is really low well again go ahead boys i was just gonna say i i'm kind of skipping around here because i was just talking about the goal here but like Kadri goes basically to Kemper instead of coming over and grabbing Pasternak on that play right there. And that really led to Kemper not being able to see the rebound. One, like that, if he would have actually came to Pasternak, he would have taken him out of the play, you know, with a stick check. But it was it was a funky play all the way around. Yeah. I, Sam, Sam Jard laying out. <laughs> Abs did not cover it well by any stretch of the imagination, no, no. for sure. Yeah. The, you saw a lot of. I think Berkey stepped up on the the near side too, just abandoning that front, which you know he's expecting Jack Johnson to get back. But um, yeah, and it it kind of just didn't get better on on McDermott. I think everyone has realized at this point that you just can't ask that guy to break pucks out. Yeah, it's just not. You're putting him in line. You're living with whatever you get in that yep. side of the in that side of the game. Yep. So you kind of just have to live with it. I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, you're game you're understanding. And then the game fully falls apart. Jake DeBrusque puts in a partial break that just. Yeah. And again, Denver, who's but... on, who's on the ice for that? Colorado's yeah. top line, Kale McCarr. Yep. Four of the five guys on the ice yep. for that. Trying to blame that solely on Jack Johnson is you're working hard to forgive those guys. <laughs> that McCarr got pretty roasted. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't think he was any good today. Yeah, he hasn't been good for the last couple games, if we're being honest. Yeah. Like, he's getting points somehow still, because that's what good players do. <laughs> but it, certainly his puck work has been not the best, to say the least, especially with someone like Makar's abilities. And to be honest with you, on the power play, does he, has he just decided that he doesn't need to shoot yeah, ever he's gone, again. He's gone like full <laughs> Sam Gerard almost. Like he's not doing anything with the puck. Yep. Yeah. I yeah, it's it's weird. I, we say this and he's rolling along. You yeah, he's doing it just fine. Just like but, whatever. <laughs> but but like you watch it specifically on the power play, and you look at he gets a power play assist and. It's passing it off to the side. It's the bumper play that well, scores that, not anything that Kale McCarr does. Well, and you've watched him over the last couple of games where he gets into that situation where the Az work it back out to him and he has room and he walks in and dishes it, whereas for the first 30, 40 games of the year, he's walking in and shooting that. So it is what it is. I'm not going to overthink it, especially in a game like this one. But I think I think at some point here, if if it hasn't already happened, somebody's gonna pull <gasps> aside and just be like, "Hey, Kale, you're a good hockey player. Yeah. You should yeah. trust it." <laughs> yeah, you can you can you know maybe maybe bring back some of the aggression and shooting because I think he'd been scoring so many goals that maybe it got a little out of control for a second there. <laughs> yeah, where he was he was like he would get it and he was not making much of a move and he was just like, "I'm shooting it." <laughs> and it was ending up in a lot of block shots that did not go anywhere too far the other way. Yeah, and now he's like, okay, yeah. well, I need to go back to making smarter decisions on when to shoot it, and that has resulted in um, never shooting, not it. shooting. Yeah. It. 
So I just a little like the tiniest course correction there, and I think they'll be they'll be not worried about it. But still, you need. I didn't see anything about McKinnon hitting a linesman, but I mean, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I I didn't see anything either. But if someone has a clip, you can tweet it at me, and we'll take a look at it off the show. Um, Anyway, it is only two twenty in the mountain time zone so if you need something to help wake you up strava craft coffee it's your cbd infused coffee that can uh me fam get you going certainly give you a little bit more jump today than the abs had at the very least so go check it out you can get 25 percent off your first order with code at dnvr at checkout online you can also get a cold brew down at the dnvr bar so if you want to try it there go give it a shot they're great stuff they've been with us forever they help with a bunch of different aches and pains with the cbd and they actually are coffee so you know get in k-cups or normal beans however you like your coffee go check them out today at stravacraftcoffee.com and of course you got your breck brew go get yourself an avalanche go have a drink pour one out for whatever that hockey game was pour one out for uh for all the sad boys that think the season is has ended because the abs have lost two hockey games in the regulation. <laughs> yeah. But uh <laughs> yeah, let's let's just have all of the games I'm here for me, it. me personally love this. It, it would be great on my schedule, this. no doubt about that. Uh honestly I mean just like the, the game on Wednesday is what like a it's like five thirty pregame for us. Yeah it's an East like, Coast. That's great go. too. I'm good with that. I'm all about that. Anytime post games are over before like 11 p.m., yeah. it's a win for us. <laughs> <laughs> so, is what it is. Go get your Breck Brews, your Strava Craft coffees, whatever you want. Third period of the DNBR Avalanche podcast. We got a couple super chats to get to, so we can hit those really quick. Two dollars from Degro. Type of yeah. game you just take on the chin and move on. Agreed. Yep. Yeah. Just got bopped. No excuses, no nonsense. Just got bopped. Blake with five. Not every day the abs get outscored four nothing at five on five. Yep. <laughs> Wasn't good. Wasn't good. I don't think there's any doubt on that one. Uh, MJ Seahawk, $2. Yeah. Be better, AJ. <laughs> Current date and time. <laughs> True. It's a, it's a great quote. A great quote. Yeah. I don't you can just get rid of the, the date and time on that one, right? That's an evergreen. Yeah. <laughs> My kid once did a, a pregame prep talk and it was don't suck. <laughs> That's all he said. Accurate. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Uh five more from D Sometimes <laughs> you need a game like this Boiled to teach you a lesson. Yeah. I do think like I do think this is probably not the worst thing in the world to happen to the abs. So you know how you know how they're like uh, in the NFL when teams are chasing the undefeated season and they go yeah. like twelve or thirteen and zero, and then they lose, and then the local writers spend the whole week being like, "Actually, it's a good thing <laughs> because this will help them refocus, and it's you know, and and they can stop putting the pressure on themselves to keep the win streak going and." They can get back to day to day and the things that made them success. Yeah. And you're like, shut up. I I don't it's buy not, it's at not all. A, yeah. It's not a good thing, but as is the case with all bad things in life, it's how you respond to the bad thing that defines 
how bad it actually was. If you if if they turn around and they smoke Detroit, this is just a weird one-off and you're moving on. If they go out and they really struggle again, and you look at they clawed their way through Buffalo, they got blown out in Boston, and then they have a not very good game against Detroit, you're starting to be like, okay, well, you've strung together three iffy performances. That's of concern. But it's how do you respond to it? that will define exactly how you feel about if this was actually a good thing or not. <laughs> I don't think it's a good thing. Right. But like from the coaching staff and Bednar's standpoint, like this is something that they can recall as they start going into the playoff part of the season. Right. Like yeah. just coming back to the basics of preparing yourself, getting ready for games, making sure that they're you know, ready. Even though that this we're, we're talking about, this is a one-off. It's something that the coaches can then reflect back to the players and say, you've got to be prepared for every game that you're playing when you start going into the playoffs, because look what's happened in the season when we haven't done what avalanche hockey that's made us successful looks like. Right. I Look, I think when you talk about any team and every team, they end up testing their limits in, in certain ways every single year. And we've seen a lot of the abs testing their limits in just how much can we fuck around before we find out. Yeah. And they found out today. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and look, I think the Avs do deserve a lot of credit over the last stretch that they've gotten up for good opponents and, and good teams, but it didn't ca- it didn't happen in this one. It didn't get to the level that it needed to. And in one game, of course, not a big deal. No one's no one's gonna write that off, but AJ, I think you put it great against Detroit and otherwise you can't make a habit. Yeah. Well, and, and this is why you see, and, and they, every year they talk about, you know, when a team loses a game or two, they say, look, great teams. Don't let them stack up. Yep. Great teams, great teams. Stop this before it becomes a problem because they get back to putting the work in. They get back to the commitment to the details that, that were not there in the game that got them on the, on the loser side to begin with. And this was one. This was one where you don't just shrug and say, "Oh, it was just a goalie." This is you played like shit in this game. Yep. You 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 played a bad hockey game. That's you know, that's it. This is not the same losses as, as the Stars last week, where Jake Ottinger was one of the three stars of the week for a reason. Yeah, it, you certainly have way less issues with the process in that game, right? And. and especially yeah, in a regular absolutely. season hockey game, especially in a situation where the Avs are running away with the Western Conference. Yeah. Looking at the process is probably more important than the results right now for Colorado. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there was a guy in my Twitter mentions today who was like, oh, the Avs, the Avs have had bad process and they've been squeaking out wins. Really isn't that true. If you actually go through their game log and you go through the things that we consider process, you know, shots, scoring chances, high danger chances, expected goals, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, they're still winning that battle more often than not. Yep. And they they're just the the thing that has not been in their arsenal has been the blowout. Their last blowout, real like true like blowout was the seven one win over the Jets. Yeah. You know, they've had two four nothing shutouts on the road in Arizona and in, in Dallas where you're like 
those were comfortable wins. Not a full blowout. Yeah. 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 They were comfortable wins, but uh the blowout hasn't been there. And I think that's probably why there was that guy in my mentions today who was not like overly upset about the loss. He just doesn't think that the abs have played their a game in two months. And I think that's probably why he feels that way is because I guess it could be a shit. Why they feel I, that way. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. We I, I was also you for two months that the F scored seven goals a night wasn't sustainable. I tried, I tried to follow up and be like, what are you expecting? Because I was like, they literally lost one game <laughs> if this in isn't overtime <laughs> in the whole month of January. Yeah. I'm not sure what, like, and yes, like, they were not dominating Montreal and Chicago and Aaron. Like, they didn't dominate them. But they were winning games. And if you go back and you look at the processes in those in most of those games, they outplayed those teams. Well, especially I think it's it's a bit of a different look because I think some of the A games you're talking about across this stretch are a three two win against Tampa. Yeah. A, a two nothing shutout of Vegas. It's not a blowout, but you're well, four nothing in Dallas. Yeah, like, you're Dallas is a shitty road team and a great home team, and you walked in there and beat them four nothing. You're beating good teams. And and especially like the Tampa game where both teams are clicking, like their cylinders yeah. are all firing, and you you come out ahead in that. That's an A game to me. Yeah, well, but, I don't understand. It's the same the the Avs at five v five in that game, the Avs outshot Tampa Bay thirty eight to twenty four. Yep, they twenty eight to nineteen in scoring chances in that game. Like they housed, like they they really. If it were not for Vasilevsky having an amazing night. That could have gotten away from Tampa. And it very nearly did, if you recall. Mm-hmm. When if that goal counted, if for that EJ, goal had yeah. yeah, if the, the goal yeah. that the, the puck that goes into the net, but Vasilevsky's goal or his uh glove covers yep. it, they're this close to running away in that game. Yep. Yep. So you know. Yep. It's I guess the abs now have Two regulation losses in the month of February. So, <laughs> should we just burn it all down? I guess I don't know. Rebuild uh, time. <laughs> and and like the thing is, it's a disappointing effort. It's it sucks to yeah, have to watch uh, them. Totally no show shit like to bet that. on it for sure. But even then, even if oh the month of February is too big of a segment for you, the Avs are two and one on this road trip with Detroit. On Wednesday, yeah. If they beat Detroit, they go three and one on the road trip, and everyone's like, "Yep, that's a really good road trip." Well, and you keep in mind it's a weird road trip because you start in Vegas and then you go to Buffalo. You have two matinee games, two eleven a.m. Well, one p.m. local games, and then you have and then you have Detroit. You're talking about that's what three different time zones that you've played hockey games in. A little all over the place for sure. And your road trip starts on the Sega Baba. I think Michigan's actually Eastern, but. Not that it matters. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you start on a Sega Baba, okay, and you actually right. end the road trip with a Sega Baba. Although you do go home, but it's yeah, you, like they they finish this road trip and then they have a they have Winnipeg and then a Sega Baba in Vegas again at the end of the week. Yep. So like this could be a bad week if things go sideways. The, if they turn around and they beat Detroit and they at least split that back to back at the end of the week, you go two and two, you're fine. You, you you weren't like oh my god this is amazing but you're fine yeah 
it's the abs are fine unless things really go south. It would be really hard to convince me of a situation where the abs aren't fine at this point, barring a, you know, catastrophic losing streak. But I I don't know what to tell you on this one. The abs after are still ridiculously good this year with a four, five and one start. And then they just decided not to lose for a while. So yes, the game was bad. Yes. The abs can and need to be better, but I, I'm not making any long-term accusations or decisions based on this hockey game. Leave it that yeah, way. There isn't really anything. There isn't really anything in that game that you should feel that strongly about. Yep. The only like, the only things that flash up across the board that you're like maybe thinking could be a longer-term problem are things we've already talked about. Things the Avs are already looking at to potentially bolster themselves with a yeah. trade deadline acquisition. Yep. So that's all I got. Any any final thoughts from either of you? All right. No, I mean sometimes, sometimes you're just bad. <laughs> sometimes you're just bad. I love it. Love the take. You can't be good every day. That is gonna wrap it up then. Thank you everybody for hanging out with us. We appreciate all of y'all so very much. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a regular 1 p.m. show. And then Wednesday, we got the, the full bolt for you. Pre-game, watch along, and post-game for the Red Wings. So. Still tentatively planning on doing that at the bar. Yep, depending on how much snow comes in the next yeah. couple days. We'll, we'll see, see how bad the snowstorm actually gets here yeah. uh, and then kind of decide from there. But currently, should be at the bar for that game. We'll see. Um, either way, we will be here to talk to you on the next one. Until then, have a better day than the abs did.